0: I just got this sent to me. For the first time in my life, I have a quarterback. Leonard Fournette on playing with Tom Brady in Tampa.
1: Yee-hoo! Shots fired. Sh- shots confirmed.
0: Another shot fired. Yeah. Didn't like Minshew. Didn't like Nick Foles. Uh, Didn't like Blake Bortles. Yeah. Had three of them. Yeah. Chad Henney. Didn't like him? Is he lying? Is he <laughs> right? That's Leonard Fournette. The latest parting shot to start off a Tuesday afternoon here at Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. This was something I tweeted over the weekend, and it's more relative to me to the Ronnie Harrison tweet. And sure. I tweeted it, and then I got... What is this? Brent, stop carrying the pail for the Jags. Jags pail. So I decided to bring my Wait, own what? pail. What's happening right now? I've got props. Why do you have a Jags pail? What is going on right now? You have to follow me on social <laughs> was media. Is this an email? Nope. I do follow you on social media. Yeah, this weekend I got I, I was accused of carrying the Jags pail. So here oh, it is. Oh,
1: because you're, you're like the Sunshine and Rainbow, so you're carrying the Jaguars baggage, oh. I guess?
0: Like that? Ronnie Harrison tweets over the weekend. Yeah. And he tweets another shot at the at Jacksonville, right? I saw that, yeah, yeah. for sure. And, and, and I saw you comment on that, and I commented yeah, on I that. that. And one of the comments, or some of the comments, were "stop carrying the pail for the Jags," Brent. Ah, I got you. Like, and, and see, I that's okay, that's fine. Now that well, that on. was one of those deals where, by the way, the um, the the tweet, it was like that was one of my emotional tweets. In a sense. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Because I initially I was like, It's freaking Ronnie Harrison. Like if Jalen Ramsey wants to say something, he was an all pro and pro bowler. If Leonard Fournette, who had a couple thousand yard seasons, wants to say something, it's like, okay, that's I get it. Uh Ronnie Harrison?
1: I mean, he started Ronnie a couple Harrison? games He started a couple games in the
0: Jaguars' defense. Ronnie Harrison had, like, ten penalties in two seasons with the Jags at safety. Like, I don't know if that's a lot, but it sounds like a lot. Like, Ronnie Harrison doesn't have the resume to be able to say anything, in my opinion. And so what people said was, like, hey, well, that's a Jags organization. I mean, everybody says it as they leave. Well, no, not everybody says it as they leave. And, yes, I put in my tweet the Jags have a myriad of issues from top to bottom. They do. Mm-hmm. But I don't get the players tweeting endlessly when, listen, here's my view on it. The players were tasked with trying to turn this thing around. And they certainly celebrated and actually patted themselves on the back in 17 when they were turning it around. But then some of the players Mm -hmm. couldn't get it done in 18 and 19. And kind of left kicking and screaming or tail between their legs and now complaining about it on the way out. The way I view it is, listen, Jags have problems. You can blame ownership, blame the general manager, blame Tom Coughlin, blame Doug Marone and the coaching staff. Can we blame the players for anything? It's a player's league, right? Sports are up to players. I mean, you can have bad situations, but the bottom line is you didn't get the job done either. That was my point. And Mm. Especially for Ronnie Harrison, like mm-hmm. Ronnie Harrison was a third-round pick who hasn't quite lived up to it, and as according to the Jags, just got beat out by two guys that nobody really had ever heard of in the NFL. First of all, Coos, let the record state that
1: I am not the emotional one on this show. Brent is bringing in props because somebody said he's carrying the, the pail of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You went to Bed Bath and Beyond or someplace, got that pail, put Jag's pail on it, and now it's in the studio. So, what? let the record say that Brent Marno is the emotional one, and I, I am not. this
0: will be uh, maybe a good fine jar.
1: What? Uh, I mean, that's what I thought it was going to be, and I'm not mad at that for sure.
0: Right now, I've got like some lifesavers
1: in here. <laughs> you got a couple of Coochamal, if you will. <laughs> Listen. I get what you're trying to say, but here's the issue that I have with it. When we're, you know, if you were looking at these guys in the combine, right, and you go on NFL.com and you see their, their pros and cons of each player the Jaguars drafted, and you look at the pros, all right, great tackler, um, stout in the run, I don't know, something like that, you know, just the kind of the cliche stuff. None of these negatives I saw were are going to attack his team on social media after he leaves. Okay? I never saw that one time. So what I can't believe and what I can't figure out is there's 32 teams in the NFL, and there's some bad teams in the NFL. There's been some historically bad teams in the NFL, not just the Jacksonville Jaguars. So why is it when every single player gets let go by the Jaguars, gets traded, those players in the Jaguars come out and say something, but when you have teams like the Browns, teams like the Dolphins...
0: It's kind of all quiet on the Western front. Well, we probably don't pay attention to it as much. I'm not sure it's completely quiet on the Western front. You know, I mean, Micah so, Fitzpatrick okay. asked out of, of Miami, too. I don't know if he said anything but on the keep way out. Mu- I didn't hear anything. I didn't all either. All I know so, is right
1: now Leonard Fournette saying stuff. And, and the, so I guess maybe the media is picking on the Jacksonville Jaguars then? Well, I think we're
0: paying attention to it, more. Let's just say that. Okay. Uh, Leonard, by the way, had been kind of humorous on Twitter until this shot at the Jaguars quarterbacks. Yeah. But. Well, was, and now keep in mind, though, Mitchell said stuff, too. Mitch you did well, we said that. We kind of read between that ego tweet yep. right or, or quote last yeah. week and maybe that was directed at Fournette. Mm-hmm. And we wondered if it was a slip and maybe directed at Fournette. Correct. So I listen, I some of it's kind of fun. And again, I almost don't mind like if Calais Campbell had said something, which isn't his nature, so I'm not saying there wasn't any problems because Calais Campbell didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Jalen says stuff and Jalen just can't stop, mm-hmm. stop doing it. I mean, you know, he just can't. He can't mm-hmm. stop. Ronnie Harrison, like, checked himself and then still did it later on. Yeah. Like, to me, it just shows the immaturity of the players. Mm-hmm. It really does. I mean, to, is today's modern athlete, it's, like, i, I got to be honest with you. If I was leaving, I'd probably want to take a shot, too. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I, I think I probably would. But it's a little bit of, to me, it's like, oh, my gosh. I mean, are we just going to blame everybody else for not getting the job done? I, I mean, can you take some kind of accountability for not playing well, Ronnie? Mm-hmm. I mean, what did you do? You, you had – Like personal fouls that were you weren't even involved in the play. Is that coaching? Is that Tom Coughlin? Was that Chad Khan, or was that you? (laughs) You know, I mean, mean, at some point, I like. I just wish, especially a guy that just doesn't have the resume to talk. It bugged me a little bit.
1: How about? I mean, what what do you want for the resume? So, like, can can Leonard Fournette talk? Like, what what do you
0: have to have the resume to be able to talk? It does. It does feel like. Listen, Jalen has a resume. I mean, Jalen played well. You know, Uh, Jalen wasn't a bust here. Now, to me, Jalen quit on mm-hmm. the Jags. Thing. Somebody yelled at him in a meeting, and he quit. I mean, that shows you the mentality of today's athlete yeah. and maybe just Jalen Ramsey. But somebody yelled at him in a meeting in Houston or wherever, and he called his agent Nast out. Because he couldn't handle being yelled at. Now, could he not handle all the other stuff? But that's the one that triggered it to say, get out of here and eventually fake a back injury and get out of here and quit on basically trying to rebuild this franchise. Now, did the organization let him down as well? Probably along the way. Fair Mm -hmm. enough. But at least he had the resume to say, hey, I played great while I was here. I tried to do my job. If I'm going to yap, I I can understand it a little bit. Leonard is a similar way, in my opinion. He put up production. Yeah. And then they kicked him to the curb. If you wanted to say a little something, like I kinda get it. Like I I do. Ronnie Harrison, I mean, it just was like it, it was stunning to me. It was like Ronnie Harrison, you got you gotta be lucky to try to earn playing time in Cleveland now. I mean, taking shots if you're Ronnie Harrison just didn't seem like okay. comparable I mean, to, to these other guys.
1: Okay, and that's fine. But keep in mind, the guy started 22 games here for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So if you say he's so bad, well, he started for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So what does that say about the
0: team, then, if you're making fun of the guy because he didn't really play that well? Listen, just because I say this about the athlete, it's not an either-or thing. That's the problem with social media and everything else. I'm not saying it's one or the other. But I gave the the accountability and, and the, the culpability. Those belong mostly to the Jags. My but, point in the tweet was, why can't any of the culpability rely on the athlete and the player, too?
1: No, I hear you. My point, though, is that I have the same... Like, to me, Ronnie Harrison carries just the same amount of weight as Jalen Ramsey did. Because, really? you know what, it does. Because at the end of the day, I don't care if you're a punter, I don't care if you're a special teams guy, if you played on that team and you started games, that means something. That means that you've seen behind the scenes, you've seen what's going on, and I'm going to listen to you. Now, whether you're right or wrong, we'll, we'll come to find out, but... As far as, you know, your, your credentials or anything like that, if you're on the team more than one year, two years, and if you played a
0: couple games, I'll listen to you. Yeah, maybe. Uh, the, the Ronnie to me, the Ronnie Harrison stuff, this is what it says. He was in the middle of a nine game losing streak of one of the most disappointing teams in franchise history in two thousand eighteen. And he was also on a team that went, what, six and ten last year and really never had a chance to make the postseason. He was part of that to yeah, me. Sure. Just as much he was part of a defense that sucked. He was a part of a defense mm-hmm. that couldn't stop the run. So again, uh you know i kind of like the way fournette left and i know it was a statement from rock nation and everything and and he said hey we've had our ups and downs he acknowledged that hey i wasn't always great here yeah you know i mean that's well, an acknowledgement that's an accountability he said about, ups and, but it could have been you know it how it was but perceived you, but i actually even thought just putting that in was good sure and now of course a few days later he's taking a few <laughs> shots but yeah he is but I, I i just took it uh again i'm not gonna lie to you i thought it was a uh, it was like, what the heck? This is Ronnie Harrison. You know, <laughs> can you, I mean, can you give us enough confidence, Ronnie, to not trade you away because you're a really good player? I mean, can, before before taking shots again, the Jags have earned a lot of it. Uh, to me, this was no different than when people get a little bit upset. And I don't really get as upset when the national guys take shots. The Ronnie Harrison one was, to me, like what we say about the national guys when they take shots, the, the analysts and stuff. Yeah. is like, ah oh, man, you haven't even been to Jacksonville. You haven't even covered Jacksonville. You you're know you just taking a shot because you're seeing a headline. To me, Ronnie Harrison fell in that category on this one. It's well, like you're not a headline guy. You haven't lived up to third-round pick status. You just got beat out by two guys, or for whatever reason, they wanted to get rid of you, and you're taking a shot. Uh, I, I just – it didn't carry much weight with me.
1: See, here's where I'm coming from, though, right, because I put myself – in Ronnie Harrison's shoes. I put myself in Leonard Fournette's shoes. And I think of my time that I had in Chicago. Now my time in Chicago was it was short lived, right? But I went through a laundry list of let's just call it I don't want to swear I even give the pronunciation of swearing, but I went through a laundry list of crap yeah. in Chicago, okay? Stuff that a player probably shouldn't have to go through. Now, whether that's with my defensive line coach, who it is what it is, or that's getting cut in twi- twice in one day because yeah. they made a mistake.
0: Stuff that wasn't handled
1: well. Stuff that wasn't handled yeah. well. Now, where I was at at the time, keep in mind, I mean, I didn't play one game in Chicago, but when I got cut, you know, the, the final cut day, I got let go. They called me up and said, we made a mistake, you're on the team, and then they cut me again. So twice in one day, obviously I'm frustrated. Obviously, I'm fuming. I could have went on Twitter and said something. And you know what? If I had another job opportunity right there, I probably would have. I probably would have said, you know what? The GM of the Chicago Bears, they're in trouble. And guess what? Well, they were in trouble because they sucked that year. I probably would have said, you know what? The defensive line coach wasn't a fan of him. Well, guess what? He's not there anymore. So with that being said, I probably would have dropped a couple jabs. I probably went through a couple haymakers at the organization because at that time, during my emotion, I was that ticked off. Yeah. But I had to keep myself in check. And it's funny because I mean, I do an article. Sports Illustrated, where I had to write about getting cut by the Bears too. All I put was, you know, they're a great organization. I wish them the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the most cliche, run of the mill statement of all time because I knew that if I wasn't going to be a good soldier and if I really expressed my true feelings, I would never get another shot in the NFL because the team would see them and be like, "Well, this guy's on the back nine of his career, anyways. Why should we bring him in when he's ripping the organization?" So I had to lie and say, eh, "My time in Chicago was fine." It was not fine. It was BS. So when you have guys like Ronnie Harrison, You have guys like Leonard Fournette who their jobs are safe, right? Like the Cleveland Browns traded for Ronnie Harrison. So right now where he's sitting, he's sleeping good at night knowing regardless of how good of a team he's going to be on, he's got a job tomorrow. Same thing with Leonard Fournette. That job security can be – can give you a lot of things. And one of the things is obviously confidence and the ability to say what's what's really on your mind. I think a lot of players, if they had the opportunity, would say what they truly feel about their NFL teams, but they can't afford to do so because teams are always watching that. If you're on the back nine of your career or if you're a fringe roster guy, you can't afford saying
0: that. Yeah, that's a fair point, right? I mean, it's not probably just Jacksonville, uh, even though people seem to be freewheeling and kind of piling on, in a sense, Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to Jacksonville from a player standpoint who are exiting. By the way, I again I put a punch at culpability on the organization. I'm not taking them off. It this was a point strictly about players. They the Jags have created this atmosphere. You know, and whose fault we still wonder. Who's the blame game on? We still wonder. They've created this atmosphere. So that's a fair point. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not getting away from that point. I just feel like some of the players, it's like Man, I, maybe, like I put on my tweet, it's, it just shows a little bit of immaturity, kind of who these guys are. Is it just today's athlete? Is it social media world where they have an outlet to do so? I guess the last part of it would be this. If you're going to say something, hmm. well, then can you give us some specifics? If you're, going, if you're willing to put it out there that they're so bad, then give us an example. Hmm. Why can't you do that? You know, I mean, the one thing is Leonard just put out. He gave an example: three of them—Bortles, Minshew, and Foles—basically yeah. called them well, out,
1: said they suck. It seems like even from his college career, though. Remember watching him in college? I remember, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I remember when then they was played that, the Badgers. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I forgot who the guy. I remember when they played the Wisconsin Badgers way back, and it was just like, man, that guy's got zero quarterback help. <laughs> so, yeah, so I mean, yeah. I feel like he's
0: been there a lot. Yeah, Maybe that's frustration, is. though. You Absolutely. Know? Like Alan Allen Robinson could have said that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. Al- he certainly could still that. say that, though. Alan Robinson he could. Can. And By the way, we've had a-, a Rob on a couple of times and he could have thrown a lot of the organization under the bus and he didn't necessarily throw him under the bus. He just said he actually took more of a high road in it, yeah. he, even though he had reason to beef. Why didn't you give me more money? Why did not you believe in me? Mm-hmm. And when we've had him on, he said there's just so much change there. That's why I'm in a better place. There was just so much change. Well, I guess my point is, if you're going to be free willing and call people out, give me an example. Mm-hmm. Like, Ronnie, what where, why? Mm-hmm. Why? What was it so bad? The fans think? Uh, was it Coughlin? Was it Shad Khan, Tony? Who was it? I just don't understand. If you're going to pony up on like that on, on social media, why can't you give us an example? What the heck? I mean, the bri- bridge is already burnt <laughs> uh, yeah, in that yeah. sense.
1: Well, the, the bridges are burnt from maybe the organization. Maybe not the guy's in that locker room, though. Right? I mean, yeah, one could say maybe Leonard Fournette burned the quarterback bridge a little bit, but who I mean, I don't know the relationship between Leonard Fournette and Gardner Minshew. I thought they were okay. Maybe not. Who knows? It is what it is. I mean, I think with Ronnie Harrison, I mean, maybe he could say some stuff about some teammates that got paid before, whatever. I mean, but then you start sounding petty, you know, and, and then you start yeah. bringing money into it, and you bring in personal stuff into it, and that's probably not the way to go about things. Now, one could argue the way to go about things is just going to a new team and being quiet. He didn't do that. It is what it is there. But I just think that when you get too detailed, Brent, in these explanations,
0: then you can start turning back on some of your former teammates. Yeah, uh, that's fair enough. And, uh you just kind of like to see these guys take the high road. Or I'd like to see the organization tell me why they got rid of him. Because we know from a football standpoint, Leonard didn't make a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. So give me more reasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But they're never going to do that. They're not going to no. go bury a guy under the bus and, and tell you a, a why exactly that happened. So it leaves a lot of gray area uh, yeah. right now on the last couple of releases. Ronnie Harrison, what went wrong uh, other than play? I, I'm still not convinced. It's just they beat him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we know? How do we know safety beat? How do we know this James Robinson is the best running back? You haven't even played a game. Mm -hmm. And in practice, you can't tell by those two positions. Strong safety is a hard position to see in practice. (laughs) Running back's a hard. So there's more to it. But the organization's not going to say it. On the way out the door, though, the players certainly didn't mind saying it.
1: Yeah, and listen, once again, I'm going to reiterate myself here a little bit. You don't see a lot of undrafted free agents that got released saying anything. Right, the the guys that are talking are the guys that were drafted in the, in, the, in the mid rounds to high rounds that got traded or dealt away, whatever you want to call it, and those are the guys that are talking. One one could think that if an undrafted free agent had an opportunity someplace, and who knows if they will or not, if they would say something, yeah. you know. But good point. I'm and once again, like listen, there, there's a lot of bad optics around this team. I mean, I'm I'm i stating the obvious right there. Um, how much this does for a team when Leonard Fournette says that stuff, Ronnie Harrison, I mean, it's just piling on at this point. Um But I'm, I'm going to say this, Brent, you know, and this is going to disagree with you a little bit. I understand it falls on the players, and this is a new modern era NFL athlete, and they always got to say what's on their mind, and yada, 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 who are you to say that, and yada, yada, yada. I get that part. But at the same time, once again, and I'll reiterate myself, like Minka Patrick. you mentioned, right? Well, his gripe was the fact that they asked him to play strong safety wasn't his position. Right. Didn't want to do that. So he's like, well then get me out of here. Okay. I don't think I mean now maybe there were some problems in the locker room. Maybe the coaching staff had their own issues.
0: It is what it is. there. Yeah, they felt like they were tanking there. Exactly. At the time.
1: But he but he was asked to play out of position, right? Ronnie Harrison was never asked to play free safety.
0: Leonard Fournette was never really asked to you like know, wide receiver. play
1: wide receiver. Yeah. Or fullback, if you will. By the way, they kept a the fullback. You see that? Yes, Interesting. So it's just I don't want to Listen, I'm tired of this organization, okay, and, and I'm tired of saying that they're set up for failure and all this stuff. I just don't want to add to it now where it's like, well, these players are speaking out against us. What does this mean? I don't know what it means, okay? All I know is that it doesn't look good from either side. I don't like
0: it. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. I, again, I'm not trying to rescue the organization here. They could, mm-hmm. they probably could care less in all this. Um they have plenty of culpability. They've heard a lot of it. They really have. They've of the bad vibes. They have to find a way now to change it around.
1: Let me ask you this, though. Does some of this fall on the organization to maybe explain why like they're going in this direction? Like they said, the, the, the scheme thing, Leonard Fournette. We can see that was a lie. We all know that. The Ronnie Harrison thing. He got beat out by uh, a, a drafted – Daniel f- Thomas yeah, and Jones. Who's a and- fifth-round uh, pick out of Auburn. Okay. Well, once again, how much have you seen of him in this COVID-19 set up here with practice. Probably not that much. So what are we missing? Because we as the media know, you're not telling us the whole story. So why not just tell us the whole story? I mean, wouldn't that kind of save face a little bit if you told us, listen, we have a new direction, the kind of players we want to go with, and these players don't fit that
0: mold. That's all you got to say. Yeah, the explanation I got from some is that because if you share that part of the story or any other part of the story or reasoning, then you have to continually answer the questions. Hmm. If you just say, hey, this is it, we're moving on, then the the story's done, at least from them. I I told you last week on Fournette, I don't understand why you couldn't just say, hey, listen, good player, man, very productive, look at 1,000 yards here, 1,000 yards here, 14 touchdowns, Uh, there were just some things that didn't mesh. You know, Mm -hmm. along with some of the football stuff, we're trying to go in a little bit different philosophy here. We think there are some better fits, young talent. Like, I don't see why you couldn't say some of that Mm -hmm. to at least alleviate the truth and (laughs) non-truth. You know, because you can't sit here and tell me it's football decisions when we didn't have preseason games and I'm supposed to believe it. Yeah. And I mean, maybe you're right, Mm -hmm. but I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. until I see James Robinson go out there and run for 120 yards in the first couple of games of the year. By
1: and that's the way, what they're banking on now. By the way, I, I got the 4-1 on James Robinson, too, so don't worry
0: about that. Good, let's talk about it. I have a detailed it. explanation about him. This is like the third show in a row we've been way over the first break. So uh, People bonus are emotional, 20 to start. People are emotional right I now, got man. I got the pale. Hey. I almost called it the fail pale. (laughs) Why didn't you do that? I (laughs) forgot. a little room in case it's right there. Jags fail pale. I like
1: that, man. That's quite the knickknack you got there. We had a, had
0: a pale in college called the jail pale. What was that for? For anybody that got arrested. Oh,
1: I like that. little donation here at every single party? I like come that. Come on, man. You went
0: to Flagler. How many people got arrested at Flagler? None well, no, of us, actually. was going to class, so <laughs> who knows what was going on there? Got arrested for plagiarism. <laughs> uh, we come back. We take a look at that roster. James Robinson on the top of the depth chart. Running back. Tyler Eifert not on top of the depth chart. Adam Gotsis who joined us a couple yeah. of weeks ago on top. What does it mean? What do the Jags look like? I mean, now that you see it on paper, does it look worse? <laughs> do you almost feel worse? It's a game week. It's a fight Get week. excited, man. Let's go. We're fired up. Hope you had a good weekend. We're back on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. This is an email. Why is WWE wrestling not being shown on Friday night? Austin Lane. Thank you very much. Read it right now. Read it right now. I just did. Why is is that? That's it. it? I mean, that's why I thought, I don't know. I mean, Rowan's only five. I don't know how many sentences he can make. Smart kid. Somebody might have proofread it for him. (laughs) Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 think about a couple months ago the anxiety of not knowing what was going to happen or occur you know to to be here in week one getting ourselves ready to go and feeling you know obviously confident that we'll be able to play really an amazing feat and I think that there are still things that you know we're all working through you know from a testing protocol standpoint which we'll obviously test during the week continue to do that you know, obviously, work work out. You know, through the days off, what we want to do. But you know, there's, there's a high confidence level in everyone right now. Um, I don't know if I would have been able to say that earlier in the year, uh, before we uh, before training camp started. But I think it's built up. There's just a lot of people to give credit to. You know, that are behind the scenes that don't really get it. Put us, you know, giving us this opportunity where we can go out there and play. They are going to play. We're almost there. Five days away, a couple of days away from the start of the NFL season, which yep. is remarkable. Uh, four days away or so from Florida State, playing right here on ESPN 690 against Georgia Tech on Saturday. Although I think there were some, a lot of positive COVID numbers out of uh, Tallahassee on campus. Not necessarily with the football team uh, reported this week. Those house parties, Brent. we are going to get you. Sunday, it's Jags-Colts right here. And expectations have never been lower. I mean, that's it. Yet, I'm still... F- Excited? Mm-hmm. Are you excited? I mean, are you excited to see kind of what this oh, is?
1: It's football, Brent. Are you I'm almost, excited, man? Come I'm on,
0: excited. But I mean, seriously speaking, let's let's weigh the the temperature of the room in the city. Yeah. How many people are flipping on CBS forty seven? Hopefully at eleven thirty, by the way, for countdown to kickoff. But at one o'clock, especially, and they're look they're like this, like, uh, <laughs> like the opening kickoff, and oh, their hands over. Go. Yeah. They had their hands over their face, but they're kind of peeking. Like, I mean, this is like real life horror movie yeah. kind of, kind of sitting on the couch stuff. Do but, you have like, I like mean, a, seriously? Don't you get the idea that that's how people are going to watch uh, that first game for the Jags? Like, I don't know if I want to see exactly how this plays yeah,
1: out. Yeah, man, be watching a car accident, right? Like, you can't look away,
0: but it's like no, I get what you're ratings saying. will be high just because of that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like at Daytona. What else yeah. is there? Well, yeah,
1: keep in mind. See... It's a good point, because keep in mind, like, last year, right? Like, I think expectations last year, obviously, they're higher than 6 and 10. I think we both agreed well, on falls that. Falls had come in. Exactly. Foles had come in. Now, we saw the preseason a little bit. We saw some some okay things. We didn't get a lot, we of, saw some good things, a lot but, of play in the yeah. preseason. But I'm also saying, like, hey, we saw football, though, right? Like, all right, the, the Jaguars sure. are back preseason football. Gardner Minshew's helmet one flying in Baltimore. It's like, not sure about that guy. Good luck to him. <laughs> yeah, well, boy. never mind. He's, here. He's <laughs> a starting quarterback now. Congratulations. So, at least last year, you had the, you had the preseason as kind of a little appetite. Easier, right you get to prime the pump a little bit brent there, there there is no priming the pump for this season right there, there is no like you know you, you gotta choke a lawnmower sometimes you yeah get yeah. fueled up you know what i'm saying you grew up in the midway you grew Absolutely. up in the east coast but you know what i'm talking about all those midwest people out there don't flood it don't flood it so right now we're just gonna drive on it man we're not going to choke it. We're not going to prime the pump. We're just going to turn on the car. We're just going to turn on that
0: lawnmower and hope it doesn't break down. And that's where we're at right now. It's amazing. I mean, think about it. Like, even think about 17 when things went well. Nobody mm. expected. I'll never forget it because we were covering the hurricane at that time. Mm. And I remember going over to somebody's house, uh, Chris Morgan. he lived, We were doing a story. His backyard was like flooding because of the hurricane. He yeah. lives on the river. The river was coming in. But it also, like, we went inside and dried off. Yeah. And the game was on because we're actually covering the hurricane and the football game at the same time. And the Jags just scorched Houston. Mm -hmm. And they had 10 sacks. And Dante's returning the phone. And you're like, that's not what I expected when I turned this thing on. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you really don't know what to expect in week one of the NFL season every time. There's a lot of crazy things that can happen. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a bad week to bet. Oh, yeah, is week one? How do you know? Well, this might be the worst week to bet in the history of betting. Yep. Because you have no, I don't know what to expect. The Jags have played the Colts very well over the years. Does that trend continue? Phillip Rivers has killed the Jaguars in his career. Does that trend continue? The Colts are better, flat out better, seven and a half point favorites. They could absolutely steamroll a D team that, that, has like no defensive line, and therefore Tay is running the football with their good offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just not the way the NFL works. Sometimes it's not the way sports. It's like that little bit of hope of that's not how sports works. It, it's not that predictable is what we're going to tune in to see on Sunday, mm-hmm. and we have no idea will Gardner Man- Minshew show off the moxie that we think he has. Who in the world is James Robinson? Who is James Robinson? I mean, we are Googling half this football team. Yep. We have no idea. And uh, we're we're about to find out in the first few weeks of the season if they made right moves, bad moves, smarter moves than anybody anticipated. Yeah, We might have fallen in love. My point of this is we might have fallen in love with James Robinson if we saw a few preseason games.
1: Without a doubt. Right? It would be we like
0: Austin like, Eckhart-Albergen. Is- right? The only guy we've been able to fall in love with from practice fields or anything else is Colin Johnson. Correct. That's it. Correct. Like Colin Johnson, we have seen I, that we have seen him make plays. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Well, and that's how we operate as football.
1: Uh, you know, whether whether it's in the media or just as fans in general, Brent is like, we so we we we've, we've seen Colin Johnson. We've seen the the clips on Facebook and Twitter. It's like that guy's earned his spot. Obviously, like the the guy is what six six, um, has some pretty good footwork. Like that's a guy going forward where you're excited about. All due respect to James Robinson, because it's not his fault. But can we sit here and say right now, James Robinson has earned his spot? Now, maybe the Jaguars will tell us that, but I'm saying fans, media. Can we sit here and honestly say, I'll tell you what, man, that that, that James Robinson kid, that kid out of Illinois State, undrafted? Was he undrafted or not? Or did they draft him late in the round? He was Uh, undrafted. Undrafted, yeah. Undrafted out of Illinois State? This kid's earned it, man. Like it makes sense. Dude, I can't tell we, you. Th- we we can't say anything
0: that. other than what I looked up today. Exactly. <laughs> I can't we, drop it and and it. listen, and people will be out there at practice. And say, look good. Again, running backs look, look How do good know, in man, practice. You know, you know it Doesn't look matter. I thought Levanir Pernat looked good. I mean, he he, he was swagging. <laughs> yeah. He had the
1: short shorts and everything, the long socks. Now, I thought I looked good in that- practice. <laughs> You do, man. Don't be so hard on yourself. But listen, you said it yourself, right? You got to look up James Robinson. I had to look up James Robinson. But you know what, Brent? I got your back, man. I, you know I put out the bat signal to some coaches out there that have coached against him. Talk about North Dakota State. What's up, the bison over there in North Dakota State and Fargo, if you will. In case you know this, Brent, by the way, Fargo, North Dakota, it's like the Iowa-Scandinavia pipeline. We, we've had... Four guys from my high school now coach at North Dakota State. Really? And obviously, North Dakota State's a, it's a pretty winning uh, tradition there in terms of FCS schools. Well, North Dakota State played Illinois State twice last year. Once in the regular season, once in, in the playoffs. And I, I asked one of my friends who I grew up with, who's now uh, a, a defensive coach there at North Dakota State, I go, James Robinson, what do you have on? First thing he tells me is watch his playoff games. Because he made his money and he made, like, he put a name on the map for himself in the playoff game. So went back a little bit, saw some highlights. Check this out. In the first two playoff games, Brent rushed seventy eight times for five hundred and seven yards. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Now against North Dakota State, had a little more of a trouble, but they lost North Dakota State nine to three. Very close game. And the only reason why North Dakota State won, and I quote, is because we had eleven guys that were willing to tackle James Robinson. Apparently James Robinson is very deceptive because he is very big. Alright, he's kind of like Hearing my, my friend talk about James Robinson, it reminded me a lot of Leonard Fournette a little bit. So James Robinson, and this is according to the Court of North Dakota State, fantastic in the hole, has great vision. He's got great footwork, very deceiving footwork, where he he can make you miss and he can run over you. Now, the top end speed may not quite be there, but as far as like the quickness of hitting the second hole, he's there all day. So you have to bring people around to tackle him because he's going to run with bad intentions every single time. So with that being said... Once again, now how much can you say it's North Dakota State? They're a pretty storied, you know, program in the FCS ranks. How that translates obviously to the NFL, it's going to be a giant difference. But at least I'm a little intrigued from the fact that this guy seems to be a, a guy that likes to run with bad intentions, like Leonard Fournette. He's got good footwork.
0: He's got good vision. I guess that's what you want to hear out of your starting running back? I think so. I mean, but you talk about he is the ultimate what can we expect in week one. We have really no idea what to expect from this guy. So we're on the hype train right now. We're like, all right, right, I'm going to go find North Dakota State. Go find me something that looks good for James Robinson. What are they seeing? Like, is he really – he gave you – The idea to just cut bait with Leonard Fournette, Mm -hmm. this is the guy that pushed Leonard Fournette out? This is the reason you felt okay doing it? Mm -hmm. From a football standpoint, that's what you've told us. So now let's see it play out on Sunday. Well, you say Leonard Fournette. Who I say is... Watching some of his high school tape and other tape. <laughs> Watch me watching tape. By the way, I do not say <laughs> yeah, that a lot, yeah. but I did see some highlights. Okay, <laughs> this is not me breaking down tape. I'm not one of those guys. Yeah. I hate when us radio people do that, yeah, yeah, uh, especially yeah, yeah. that don't know and pretend to know. But that's not me. But when I'm watching him and I look at his size and his figure and his legs, mm-hmm. I remind it reminds me of Maurice Jones-Drew in terms of style. Sure. Again, I'm not saying he's going to be Maurice Jones Drew. But so then I call up Maurice Jones Drew. I'm like, ah, you can't be right on that. It's probably something different me- measurable wise. And, and so Maurice is like almost 5'7. Mm-hmm. James Robinson's 5'9. 219 pounds, I think he's listed at. Uh, Maurice was around 208, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so I give a couple inches, give 10 pounds. That makes some sense. What's interesting is you say, well, Brad, he's not fast as fast as Maurice Jones Drew. And you're right. Maurice are in a sub four forty. This guy's a four six four guy. He's not a speedy guy. But he's quick, though. Quick, but not not breakaway Not breakaway speed, correct. Okay? So there's a big difference. But I want to share with you a couple of other measurable things, and you tell me if they matter. Okay? Uh, 20-yard shuttle. Mm -hmm. Maurice Jones drew 4.41 seconds. James Robinson, Mm 4.19. James Robinson, 419. Maurice, 441. Mm -hmm. Three-cone drill, 703. To 7.06 for Maurice. Okay. So about the same. Yep. Vertical jump, 36 for Maurice. 40 for James. So I get, I bet his broad jumps gonna be off the charts. Broad then. jump, 10.5. Broad jump, That's Maurice was nine foot eight. So here we go. All right, okay. one more thing. Yeah. And then just from a strength standpoint, 24 reps on the bench press for James. That's fantastic. 18 for Mojo, which is good for a running back, by the way. Dude, anything or 15, strong. like you're happy with that. So... As I look at these numbers from the combine Mm -hmm. and from some of these splits, you say, well, okay, we don't have the speed Mojo has. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying he's going to be Maurice Jones-Drew. But if you look at these 20-yard shuttle, the three-cone drill, which a lot of people think that shuttle and three-cone drill are more evident of who what you are as an athlete. Mm -hmm. He's better than Mojo in those. Bigger vertical jump, bigger broad jump. And we already know Mojo's a tremendous athlete. What it shows me is James Robinson's one heck of an athlete. Yeah. So – more specifically, in terms of that broad jump, in terms
1: of that three-cone, in terms of that, like I said, if you put that three-cone together with that vertical, you better have a big broad jump, and he does. So what does that tell me? It tells me that he's extremely explosive, okay? And this kind of checks out to what I've been hearing about him from coaches, where this guy in the hole will run over you, okay? Now, once again, he has some quickness to him. Now, is he going to have that 99-yard run like a Derrick Henry? Probably not, But he can get you those first downs. And I think when you have that explosiveness, right now, keep in mind, you have to know how to use it. You have to be patient. You have to recognize what he, we've heard he has great vision. I think, was it Doug Marone said he had the best vision on the team? Or who? No, Chris Thompson said he had the best vision on the team. If you have that vision. By the way, a
0: huge knock against Leonard Fournette has been the vision.
1: If you have that vision, and you can combine that with that elusiveness, that decisiveness, and that explosiveness, now you have something special. Now, once again, like, let's keep in mind, we haven't seen this guy playing a game yet. All right. And all we're going off of right now is combine numbers. OK, but I'm just saying what what the combine numbers say and what the coaches that coached against him say, it all kind of checks out. Now, whether that's going to translate to being successful in the NFL or not, that remains to be seen. But at least if you're a Jaguars fan right now and you hear us talking about it, I mean, hopefully you're a little more intrigued than before you listen to the show today. Let's just say that.
0: Yeah, I'm intrigued by him because I want to see what they see. They're not just going to roll a guy out there. Right, they could have gone to Zigbo. They liked the Zigbo. They talked him up a little bit. Uh, obviously, Armstead's on on the COVID nineteen list, so maybe if they wanted to go that, he's had a tough August in general. Been on that list twice, and also has uh has had some injury issues as well. But they were. It's almost like they were hiding James Robinson, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I Cottrell, who they signed, I think back to the practice squad. He had had some nice moments. I had heard a little buzz about Cottrell uh, out of Georgia Tech. But James Robinson again. I mean, if you hear enough, if you talk enough, if you listen enough. Then you're going to hear his name mentioned, but still, this is a guy they kind of. He felt like will he make the team or not? Not yeah. will he start or not on opening week? And they are rolling him out there. It looks like at least scored to the depth chart, and yeah, they could well, still make surprises. I mean, they, it could be by, by
1: committee too, right? Yeah, you saw Chris Thompson. Absolutely. You still with Zigbo.
0: So like, yeah, keep we'll that in see mind. how much he plays. Yeah. But he's the f- most fast. One of the most fascinating parts of opening weekend for the Jacksonville Jaguars, at least on a kind of. I kind of can't wait to see what this guy does Mm -hmm. do we see uh, and i'm again i'm not sitting here saying well if he doesn't roll out there and carry it 18 times for 110 yards well then he stinks Mm -hmm. no that's not really it where does where's the flash you know where do you see what they see uh does this does this guy have something that you're like okay i can buy into that Uh, because let's be honest that's what this team is this team has 16 rookies this team has, I think, 24 guys is the number of people have been floating out there, first- and second-year players. Yeah. There are a lot of guys on this team that we don't know a whole heck of a lot about, and quite frankly, they don't know a whole heck of a lot about how they're going to perform under the lights of the NFL on Sundays.
1: Yeah, we have to ask ourselves this question, too, here, Brent, right? Where when you had Leonard Fournette, and at least I thought that, when you have Leonard Fournette on your team, like that at least commands attention from defensive coordinators, right? Like, when you go on the board a little bit, it says that, we got to stop Leonard Fournette. Yeah, sure, we have to stop Minshew and DJ Chark, but our first job is to probably stop Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette's gone now. You have this guy by the name of James Robinson. Does this put Gardner Minshew at more of a disadvantage now because teams are going to be game planning probably for Minshew a lot more than like? Listen, let's be honest right now. An undrafted free agent out of Illinois State isn't really going to scare defensive coordinators until they see something out of him, right? So with that being said, is Minshew – does Minshew have more pressure on him now just from the standpoint of teams are going to be game plan
0: for Minshew, not James Robinson? Yeah, I kind of thought they'd be game plan for him, knowing what we predict and think about Jay Gruden's offense anyway. Yeah. And that the offense is going to run through him a little bit more. You know me. I, when you think about this offense, if I was going to game-plan, if I'm a defense coming in, I'm trying to keep Gardner Minshew between mm-hmm. the tackles. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. I say if we can keep him there, make us make him beat us from there. Uh, and that's what you do, by the way, with a lot of guys that like to run. And, and Minshew not, isn't necessarily a running quarterback. He can throw the ball from the pocket, but I think they, they don't want to be beat on the extra plays, the bonus play, where he was very good last year, that off schedule play. So, uh, that to me is really all I think the defense is doing. They're going to put a lot of emphasis on DJ Chark. They're going to say, let's keep Minshew right here and, We'll deal with the rest because we're not afraid of much more. That's plain and simple. That's the way it looks. Uh, I did say I just hyped James Robinson up to be the next MJD. Sorry, Mojo. And Maurice responded, stop tagging me. Laugh out loud. I hope he's better than me, but it's hard to tell with just practices under his belt. (laughs) Hey, Mojo. Take the hand, Brent. Mojo, you know you're getting older, buddy. When we start tagging you, that he might be the next Maurice Jones-Drew. <laughs> uh, anyway, have a little fun with that. Uh, we'll see, man. I'm excited to see James Robinson just because I don't know a heck of a lot about him. Uh, and you found some interesting information out yeah. uh, against uh, from the folks at North Dakota State. Stephen's on the line. They've been hanging a bit. Uh, let's get to him. Action Sports Jackson, on ESPN 690. What's up, man? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Hope you had a good weekend. Uh, yeah, I
1: mean, eh, I'm watching my daughter for two days in a row taking off from work. But... Uh, Anyways, uh, I had my question about James Robinson. I mean, Austin hit most of it, but I mean, I have a lot of faith in him. Uh, I know translating to NFL is a big, huge change, but I mean, you got a 9,000 yards in high school career, just shy of 4,500 in college. So he, you can rely on him to be called on. But this is the one thing that kind of scares me: is if he performs at that high level and translates well, you know, has five to six games, 100-plus yards,
0: you know we're kind of going to have to give a little credit to Caldwell and Marone, and that worries me. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> for the call, Stephen. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know? I mean, you know they're going to be wrong about guys on yeah. this roster. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And so they're going to get a lot of heat for some of the moves they've made. Mm-hmm. They better have some victories in there, too. Yeah, if to have victories. Yeah. Um, I guess, to me,
1: what's more impressive, Brent? The guy that you find, like, in a third round that becomes a starter and uh, maybe a team staple? Or the guy that you find in a drafted
0: free agency that becomes, you know, maybe a household name in Jacksonville for a couple of years? Yeah, well, here's the thing I've found over the years. See, Dave Caldwell actually has had some of those middle-round guys and mm-hmm. some finds along the way. You don't get credit for them. If you miss on the early guys, Mm -hmm. it is most important for if you're just talking from a front office point of view Mm -hmm. for this franchise right now to get C.J. Henderson and Caleb on chase on right. Yeah, Uh, Chenault would help. But to be honest with you, if you missed on the other nine now, people would bring that up because everybody brings up the negative stuff. Mm -hmm. But the way this team has been the way this franchise has been the misses in the early rounds have been debilitating Mm -hmm. and they have paralyzed the organization quite frankly for a decade and so if they can get those two picks in the first round correct and they get chenault and because they had 12 picks they're going to get a couple of other ones right most likely yeah (laughs) law of averages says Mm -hmm. that is most important now from a scouting perspective i think it's always nice to find that needle in a haystack undrafted guy uh nice to find that fifth, sixth round guy. I mean, Gardner Minshew could pay off handsomely for this organization if that is correct, and he plays really well. So those are important. You have to hit on them. I just say from the fan base here in Jacksonville, you don't get credit for it. You need to start getting credit for the guys that you drafted early because you've really stunk at that, quite frankly, for a long time. Yeah. To me, that's paramount. Yeah. And I I think you've run out of time to change the fans' minds. Like, you're not going to get credit for a little bit here or there. I mean, you've run out of time for that. Like, there's no equity built with the fan base. But the bottom line is, if you're going to be here, you might as well get those early picks right because you haven't done so great on them in the past. Exactly.
1: And to me, the early picks will always outweigh, obviously, those undrafted
0: picks, right? Like, yeah, that's
1: great that you got Alan Hearns. It's great that if James Robinson, you know, becomes a star. But at the same time, if they're really that good, then why don't you draft them earlier? Like you know, if, if your personnel thought you know these guys are gonna be special, then you draft them earlier. It's kind of it's kind of yeah, the Gardner mintry effect a little crazy? bit, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Like why didn't they pick Luke Barku in the sixth round or seventh round? Like they knew they wanted to keep him on the team. Yeah. They had twelve picks, man. I know. That was that. That does confuse me sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yeah. It's like why didn't you take him? Then? Yeah. Hmm. But you know what, Brent? Because And I quote because it's a crapshoot past the fifth round. When the fifth round starts, it's a crapshoot. And it very much is. So is this show, 4 (laughs) o'clock hour, coming back on ESPN 690. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com.